Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, Just let's get into this after the service of today for next week's service. So, men, I want you to join and be a part of that choir. Amen. Amen. As always, we look and we see the vision that God has for us in regards to the building of the building. We We see it before we see it. As I've been telling you, we've got to move in before we move in. Uh, We've got to take steps of faith. And as you look at the interior, why don't you go and have worship service in the new sanctuary? Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and move into my new office there. See, <laughs> oh, the choir room, y'all better get ready to practice in y'all choir spot, amen. And ladies, I see this beautiful bathroom that I know y'all need, so you better go ahead and move on in, <laughs> amen. And praise the Lord this month. We've been sharing a message or series entitled, Make Him Known Through Salvation. Make Him Known Through Salvation, and we've been standing on the Word of God. Uh, Psalms 28, 8, all month long, says the Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Psalms 28, 8. We're going to look at this morning a message entitled, The Rock of Our Salvation. Psalms 62, 5 through 8. Psalms 62, 5 through 8. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. It's one slide. One, two, three. Yes, oh my soul. God alone. The hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will not be shaken. My salvation and honor depends on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for the Lord is our Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Talking again about the rock of our salvation. Psalms 62, 5 through 8 in the NIV. We're going to look on or around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk and challenge you to rest in God. I'm going to talk and challenge you to get your rosiness or hope in God. I'm going to charge you to enable God to be your rock. Rock in God. Rest in God. Rosiness in God. And rock in God. We want Christians to know this morning that God should be the rock in our lives and the life of every Christian. God should be the rock in the life of every Christian. 
This message this morning is another word that comes from a mighty encouraging text. Psalms 62. And if you're going through a hard time in life, if life is overburdening you, and I challenge you to read a psalm a day. To read a psalm a day. Because the writer of the book of Psalms is very familiar with trouble. Very familiar with trouble. And he talks about this term salvation that many times as Christians we use only and talking about soul salvation. And this month we're praying that God would cause some soul salvation to happen here at the church. And we would love for God to, to do that. And we pray and encourage you to invite your loved ones and those that are in the box. And as we continue to pray over them as and two Sundays to share the love Sunday will be upon us. And we're wanting soul salvation to happen. And, and we're praying for that. And, and if you do your part, God will do his part. Amen. But this kind of salvation that we're talking about this month is help in the times of trouble. Help in times of troubles. Yesterday something tremendous happened. I'm not talking about the game. That wasn't tremendous. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> but uh, what happened yesterday was there were so many storms that were going across our great state. And as I shared before, in Dallas, Texas, when they talked about thunderstorms, we just, you know, a thunderstorm warning, it was, really didn't mean much. But in Oklahoma, when you talk about storms, you, you got to be concerned about tornadoes. Hello, somebody. And sometimes it's not just tornadoes, it's the heavy winds. That blow. And needless to say that if your house is not on a firm foundation, you better find a place that is. Uh, a deacon told me a funny story about the, uh, two or three years ago as he was barbecuing that day and there was a storm that was about to come and he didn't pay it any attention. Uh, and he was just cooking like it normally would until he looked over and he saw his tree bent over. <laughs> and they decided that it was time to go and find another place. <laughs> a place where they could stand on, a place that would be a rock. And they went all to the school and, and he told me about all the cars that were, were just out in the middle of the parking lot, not parked, lights on. Because people had to find a secure place in the storm. Hello, somebody. They had to find somewhere where the winds couldn't blow it away. They had to find somewhere where there was a solid foundation. Hello, somebody. They had to get themselves to a rock. Hello, somebody. And in this life, undoubtedly, as we're going about everyday life, as we're trying to enjoy everyday life and trying to barbecue and trying to have some fun in this life, oh, all of a sudden, when we least expect it, a storm will come. Hello, somebody. And it don't have to be a tornado. It can be one of those storms that have high winds uh, that threatens uh, to huff and puff and blow your house down. Hello, somebody. 
You remember the story of the three, the three little pigs, right? The three little pigs. Uh, I don't have time to tell the whole story, but we know one pig had his house. Uh, his house was uh, built with what? With straw. Uh, oh, and then that old what? Wolf came and, and he huffed and he puffed and he did what? Blew the house down. Another little pig, uh, oh, had built his house uh, with what? With wood. Uh, and then that old uh, wolf came and he what? He huffed and puffed and he what? Uh, blew the house down. But there was another pig in the story. And that pig didn't build uh, with straw. That pig uh, didn't build with wood. Uh, what did he build with? With rock or stone. Hello somebody. And that wolf uh, began to huff uh, and puff. Uh, and then what happened? He couldn't blow uh, his house down. Hello somebody. I wonder what are you building your house with? Hello somebody. Uh, I wonder what, what are you building your house with? Uh, oh you come to church every Sunday or every other Sunday, Wednesday night. But what? are you building your house with? You see, and many times we don't know what you're building your house with until a storm comes. Hello, somebody. And when a storm comes and that devil whose job is to kill, steal, and destroy begins to huff and puff and blow, oh, what happens in your house? Hello, somebody. Oh, uh, do you have the rock of salvation? Are you building your house with the rock of our salvation? Oh, if you don't, you better learn to build your house with this rock. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, this is a valuable rock. I know a lot of times we don't think stone is very valuable. Hello, somebody. Not a, a, a precious stone, but, uh, oh, but when storm comes, hello, somebody. We're going to see today whether you have the rock of salvation. And, and the first thing you know, if you, if you have this rock of salvation, first of all, you're going to be able to rest in God. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. If you have... The rock of our salvation, the first thing, uh, the first part of this foundation is that you've got to learn to rest in God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or neighbor. Rest, rest in God. In God. Because the text tells us this morning, find rest, oh my soul, in God alone. Oh, this is some sanctified Self-talk. I know they tell you that if you talk to yourself that you're crazy. Uh, but some folks say it's not wrong to talk to yourself as long as you don't answer yourself. Hello, somebody. But I say that if you're going to talk to yourself, uh, you might as well go and answer yourself. <laughs> if you're going to have a conversation, go ahead and make it a conversation. And this is what the psalmist did. He, he had a conversation with himself. And he had an answer for himself. And he said, the first thing I got to do in the midst of trouble, in the midst of storm, is that I've got to find rest. Hello, somebody. Oh, that's the last time point in Psalms is that most of us want to do is we don't want to rest. Hello, somebody. In times of storm, we want to be like Chicken Little. When we get hit on top of our head, we, we can't find rest. We go running around talking about the sky is falling. The, the sky is falling and we, and we don't find rest. But if you want to know whether you're building your house or you're building your life on the rock of our salvation, 
is the first thing you've got to do is uh, you've got to know where to find rest because uh, in his pursuit of rest uh, it, it led him to a obvious uh, answer to rest the many times we don't find the obvious uh, answer to rest uh, oh because we go and do everything else uh, oh to try to get rest uh, oh we go and take a shot uh, oh to try to get rest uh, to get our mind off of things uh, and we start to drink uh, or we do drugs uh, or we do other addictive behavior to try to find some rest uh, oh but we never find rest that way uh, oh the psalmist said find rest uh, oh if I'm going to build my house uh, is my house going to be a house built uh, on the rock uh, I've got to find rest uh, and he answers himself uh, find rest uh, oh my soul uh, and then what in God alone <laughs> that's why I say if you're going to talk to yourself you might as well answer yourself hello somebody and his answer was God and God alone hello somebody oh not 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 God it's somebody else hello somebody but God and God alone have you ever saw somebody really rest in God and God alone see many times we say oh we want you to pray for him pray for me preacher and the preacher pray and you answer the phone and you go out wearing hello somebody you don't have peace of mind Hello, somebody. Uh, someone says that's, that's akin to laying your burdens down, praying right at the altar. And, and that's why the old folks said, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Hello, somebody. Take your burdens to the Lord and what? Leave them there. Oh, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there and walk away and go on home. And say the benediction, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And go ahead on out, get in your car and go on home. Oh, but many of us don't do that. Oh, we take our burdens to the Lord on Sunday morning. Oh, and somewhere around when the preacher is preaching, we sneak up there and we... We get our burdens back. We sneak up there. As the preacher's trying to tell you to rest in God alone. You're thinking about that problem. You're thinking about that. The preacher said rest in God alone. And when the preacher give the benediction and say, Lord, protect them. Keep their heads of protection around them. Keep them safe from all harm and danger. You still got your burden. And you leave the household of the Lord with your burdens. Because you didn't take your burden to the Lord and leave them there. You've got to rest and rest in God alone. I say you've got to rest and rest in God alone. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Oh, I believe that's called faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, and if you truly have faith in the Lord. Oh, you can have rest in the Lord. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, find rest in the Lord alone. Alone. He don't, he don't, he don't even need your help. Hello, somebody. <laughs> we, we saw what happens when in Sunday school when you try to help God out uh, through the life uh, of Abram or Abraham. Uh, we, we saw what happened. Uh, God told him he was going to make him uh, a great nation. Uh, oh, but he wanted, uh, oh, because of the time uh, that they had to do, uh, because of all of that time. Uh, and during that time, they should have been what? Waiting on the Lord. Hello, somebody. During that time, but they weren't waiting on the Lord. And when things got hard and time passed and time passed, oh, they decided that they needed to, to help God out. Hello, somebody. You ain't, you ain't got to help God out. As we learned in Sunday school, you want to mess some things up, try to help God out. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God didn't need their help. Is there anything too hard for God? I mean, we, 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 it's in the word. 
is there, any, is, is there anything that you're facing too hard for God? And let me tell you that, tell you this. If it is, then you need to change God's. Because you don't have the God that I serve. Hello, somebody. Because my God said that there's nothing. In, I don't need your help. Hello, somebody. I need your help to have a baby. Hello, somebody. Woo, that's deep. That's deep. Ask little Mary about that. Hello, somebody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you. I'm going to give you a child. But wait a minute. I, I'm not married. I've never been with a man. Hello, somebody. Mary, I don't need your help. <laughs> don't, don't you know who I am? Hello, somebody. Don't, don't you know who God is? God don't need your help. Hello, somebody. It's just an honor to be used of him. Hello, somebody. But, but he don't need my help to preach the word of God. Oh, I'm not the only preacher man in town. I'm not the only preacher man in the state that can preach the word. It's just an honor that God uses me to preach the word. But he don't need my help. As a matter of fact, this big loud voice is going to be closed one day. Hello, somebody. Oh, and it may become a surprise to you, but I'm looking forward to a place where they don't need to be any preaching anymore. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm talking about having a place where there's no more dying, no more crying, no more sorrow, no more tears. Oh, you can have this world. Hello, somebody. But if you're going to make it through this time, you got to find rest. Hello, somebody. And one of the ways you know that you can find rest is how you're sleeping. Hello, somebody. Some of us going through so much, we can't, we've lost our sleep. Hello, somebody. Lost our sleep. We can't find rest. Our mind's going at night. Let's see what Jesus does. Jesus! Jesus in the middle of the storm. Jesus! The waves flowing, going over, and they getting wet. Jesus! Carest thou not for us that we perish? Hello, somebody. What was he doing? <laughs> Sleeping in the boat in the middle of the storm. Then he found his rest in the Lord. Hello, somebody. <laughs> rest in God. Oh, there was a tornado last night. Where was you at? Were you, were you running around looking for a place? To, I slept through everything. <laughs> Hello, boy. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a storm. Hello, somebody. Because I rest in the Lord. Find rest, oh my soul, in the Lord alone. Psalms 27, 14. Wait for the Lord to be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Somebody, if you want to find rest, you got to learn to wait for the Lord. Just like Abram and Sarai should have done. They should have just been waiting on the Lord, waiting for him to work, waiting for him to move. Going to sleep at night and praying, Lord, is tomorrow going to be the day where you show up and show out. Oh, should have been waiting 10 years. Should have been waiting 13. Should have been waiting on the Lord and resting in him. And not losing control. Trying to help God out. God said, I don't need your help. Just rest. We'll take a vacation. Hello, somebody. <laughs> when you learn... Have this rock of salvation, you learn that you got to have rest in God, and also you got to have rosiness or hope in the Lord. For again, he talked to himself and he answered himself, Find rest, oh my soul, in the Lord alone. Then he goes on to say, My hope comes from who? From him. Hello, somebody. You want to get rest in the Lord? You've got to get hope from the Lord. Hope from the Lord. And one of the most dangerous things you can do as a Christian is to lose hope. 
And they say that's one of the, the biggest uh, reasons for suicide is that they lose hope and, and take things into their own hands. And once again, when you try to take things in your own hands, what? You mess stuff up. Hello, somebody. His hope should have been in the Lord and the Lord himself. Your hope should be in the Lord. He says, my hope comes from the Lord. I'm so glad that my hope comes from the Lord. I'm so glad I thought about that as I was looking at that game yesterday, that slaughter. <laughs> because I didn't think it was going to be a blowout. I thought it was going to be a good game. I thought I was going to come here and be able to boast about winning for the first time, I think, in seven, four or five years. <laughs> but <laughs> something happened <laughs> that we can't explain. <laughs> But I give my hope, at least we beat the Cowboys. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I'm so glad I didn't get my hope in Texas. Hello. Because Texas will win one week and lose another. Hello, somebody. I'm so glad that my hope didn't come from my grandmother. Though I love my grandmother and it's probably her prayers that has me here preaching the word today. Because she was a woman of prayer. But I'm so glad that I didn't hope in her. Because when she left, I would have been left. Hello, somebody. That's why some folk feel abandoned today right now when grandmama died and when mama died and you're taking it out on God because you didn't get your hope from the Lord. You got your hope from grandma. You got your hope from your grandfather. You got your hope from your daddy. You got your hope from your mother. You got your hope. Oh, from that person that you admired. Oh, but now that person is no longer living or worse. That person has lost their testimony. And now it's a struggle for you. And now you don't know your way. Now you don't have any hope. Now you don't have anything to live for. Because you got your hope in the wrong thing. In the wrong person. Even some will hope in their children. I was, I was told of a story of a guy who made his little boy his whole life. He had two girls and one boy. And that boy was a great athlete. And that boy was getting ready to go to the pros. And that boy whining up falling dead over there oh in Winniewood on the football field and, and that man's life changed he ended up losing it all oh and folk don't know what happened to him he had a good job he had a family he lost it all oh because he lost his son he put all his hope in his son and they don't even know where he is today hello somebody because he put his hope in that boy hello somebody Oh, some of you don't even want to vote this coming. Because you put all your hope in Obama the last time. And Obama told you a lie that he was going to change Washington. Hello, somebody. And got up there and Washington pit slapped him. Hello, somebody. <laughs> don't you know you can't change Washington? It's set up that way. The balance of powers. Hello, somebody. Hello, some. And now you don't want to vote. Because you've lost all your hope. Well, four years ago, you were saying, yes, we can. Yeah. Well, right. Hello, somebody. Right. Now, you don't want to vote. Well. Hello, somebody. And I've always said, my God don't ride the back of a donkey or an elephant. Right. But it is still my civic right to vote. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And, I, and when I vote, I pray. I say, Lord, help me to choose the right one. And I vote. And what? I leave it there. I, I pray. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because I, I, I don't know about you, but I've been blessed when we had a Democratic president. I've been blessed when we had a Republican president. I've been blessed when we had an independent. Oh, we never had an independent. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, somebody. You put your hope in the wrong things and in the wrong people. Put your hope in God and God alone. Hello, somebody. Not God and the president. Not God 
in the governor, not God in the mayor, not God in your mama, not God in your dad. You see, when you put somebody else on that level, that, that, that shuts God's down. Hello, somebody. Hello, ask, ask about it on that Mount of Transfiguration where that Peter always putting his foot in the mouth talking. He saw Jesus and his glorified body and those two other Old Testament saints and wanting to build three monuments. Uh, and God had to shut it down. Says, you get you get off my mouth. Because <laughs> it's Jesus Christ and him alone. Hello, somebody. And that's where you get your hope, God. And God alone, Jesus. And Jesus alone. God, the Holy Spirit alone. They are three in one. Get and put your hope in God. And if you do that, guess what? You'll never lose hope. Hello, somebody. You'll never lose hope. Regardless of what the doctors say. Regardless of the trials and tribulations, or whether you have a bank account full of money, or whether you've gone broke, oh, you always hope in the Lord. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Psalms 130 and 5 says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I put my hope. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and in his word, I put my hope. In his word, I put my hope. And, and many times when you hear me pray, a lot of times, uh, if you're really paying attention, I'm praying the word of God. I pray about, uh, oh, uh, the mustard seed of faith. Uh, Many times you hear me pray that God is, uh, I am, uh, for he says I am that I am. Uh, oh, and I, I pray uh, that word, uh, and we pray that word, uh, where it says draw near to God. Uh, hello, somebody, now, draw nigh to the Lord. Uh, oh, and then, and only then can you what, resist the devil, and he has to flee. Uh, oh, uh, you hear me pray. Uh, you hear me pray the words because we've got to stand on the words. Oh, especially in hopeless times. You've got to be reminded of that Sunday school lesson this month. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? That's the word of God. And I put my hope in the word of God. And I stand on that word of God and know that there's nothing impossible for the Lord. I stand on his words, for the word is the rock itself. Oh, and that's how I can get rest in the word. That's how I can get rosiness in the Lord and rest in the Lord because I put my hope in him and him alone. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, hope in God and God alone. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Lastly, at least we stay here too long. Rock in God. Verse 6 says, once again, and that's what we got to learn about God. God don't like sharing his glory with nobody. And though we can't elevate nothing to his level, he don't even like the thought of it. Hello, somebody. For it says in verse 6, he what? Alone. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. He, he alone. Not, not him and the doctors. N not him and the medicine. Hello, somebody. Not, not him and the money. Hello, somebody. God just want to work alone. Hello, somebody. <laughs> it reminds me of when he did this work of creation, ex nihilo. Some theologians call it when he made something out of nothing. Hello, somebody. And he stepped out by his word and said, let there be. Hello, somebody. And guess what? It was him and him alone. <laughs> what, we, what we get trying to help God out. Where do we get that from? 
Yeah, 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 in the flesh. Hello, God said, I, I, in some instances I work alone. Now, I like your steps and acts of faith, but it's, it's really me alone. Hello, somebody. It says, he alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. And he says what? I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. shaken. Don't you know it's unbiblical for a Christian to be shaken? Let me say that again. It's unbiblical for, you know what shaking is. Don't you? it's, It's to be afraid. It's. It's unbiblical for you to be afraid of anything or anyone. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You know, a lot of times the devil will set up fears to stop you from accomplishing your purpose in life. You know, I shared one of my fears used to be rats. Mises. <laughs> it used to be rats. And if you ever want to see a grown man run <laughs> and be shaken, <laughs> the rats show up <laughs> and I go up, but I wouldn't be praying. <laughs> and the Lord had to deal, deliver me from that. And I, you know, and I had to go work. And part of my ministry was working in the hood. And you know, in the hood, there's a lot of wood. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. He'll set you up. He'll, he'll have you afraid of, uh, 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 and he'll use that. I've seen grown women that wouldn't walk past a grasshopper to get into their own house. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Stopping you from getting in your own house because of your fears. Hello, somebody. And the devil is stopping some folk because of your fears. You're afraid to move. Hello, somebody. And you're shaking. Have you ever been shaking where you had to take those nerve pills? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I ain't been in your cupboard. Hello, somebody. <laughs> I don't know nothing about you. Folk get shaken and they gotta they gotta take a drink to calm their nerves. Hello, somebody. Shaken, shake, shaken. Hello, somebody. The Bible says that that's what does it say? He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. And then he says, What? I will not be shaken. You say, that's God not being shaken? Well, tap into him. Hello, somebody. You're a child of the God, of the God that you serve. Tap into him right now in Jesus' name. Don't be shaken. You can do it. You can make it. Oh, many times people can't make it because they're too afraid to make it. They're too afraid to accept the child. They're too afraid. Oh, God says that you can do it. Don't be shaken. It may be a challenge. I can remember what one of my friends said in high school. Oh, I think he was in the trigonometry and he told the teacher as she was being discouraged about trying to teach him. He told her that the situation was desperate but it's not hopeless hello somebody and somebody here today the situation is desperate hello somebody but it's not hopeless because you get your hope in the Lord is there anything impossible for him hello somebody oh that means that I don't have to be shaken hello somebody best way to put it I don't have to stay shaken hello somebody Hello, somebody. God is trying to reach you this morning. God is trying to let you know who he is this morning. He is the rock. Oh, and you got to learn to be like that little pig. Oh, that didn't use the straw. You got to learn to be like that little pig. Oh, that didn't use the wood. You got to learn to build your house with the rock. Build your house on the stone. Because the devil right now is up. 
huffing and puffing and trying to blow your house down. Oh, his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. Oh, but Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it was more abundantly. So God is saying this morning, make me your rock. Hello, somebody. Make me your rock and you'll never be shaken. Hello, somebody. Psalm 62, 2, up above, we didn't, it wasn't in our reading, but it says again, he alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and what? And I'll never be shaken. You've got to stand on the rock. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, stand on the rock. And I'm so glad that he talks about the rock. Once you make your stand, then you can get salvation. Hello, somebody. (laughs) He's just trying to get somebody just to, to stand. Oh, and see the salvation of the Lord. Hello, somebody. I think that's what, what, what Moses had to do when he was, oh, in between a rock and a hard place in Pharaoh's army. Oh, he had to sit back and stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Don't you know? You're looking around and can't see a way out. You ain't got to see a way out. See God out of it. Hello, somebody. Because God can manifest a miracle. Hello, somebody. And when the doctors say dead, you can be alive. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because he does something. He manifests something. After you stand on that rock, then comes salvation. You've got to believe. You've got to hope. Oh, because God, he says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hello, somebody. And you're at a place where you need to be standing and looking for the salvation of the Lord. Hello, somebody. And the only way you're going to be able to stand is you've got to have faith. Hello, somebody. And that faith will cause you to stand. And then all of a sudden, out of somewhere, God will manifest himself. Hello, somebody. We said last Sunday, if you, if you look forward and you're trapped, and you look back and you're trapped, and you look on every side and you're trapped, maybe you just need to just look up. Hello, somebody. God is trying to get somebody within this church to look up. He says, I can be your rock. I can make you stand during the storm and your salvation. I can enable you to make it through this storm. In Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, God is my rock. In Jesus' name. Deacons, will you come with all heads bowed and saints are praying. Heads bowed, saints are praying. I'm so glad that really Jesus is the rock of our salvation. And he led by example in that garden of Gethsemane. When he was facing the trial of a lifetime. He had already done great miracles. But he wasn't just sent here to do the great miracles. He was sent here to die for the sins of the world. In that garden of Gethsemane, the devil began to press him. In that garden of Gethsemane, the devil began to appeal in his flesh. And he had to pray for an hour. And even as he was praying, uh, his friends couldn't pray with him. They kept falling asleep. uh, And it's because they fell asleep, uh, they would enter a trial where God couldn't be their rock. uh, Because God had told them that he would have to die for the sins of the world. And because they wasn't prayed up, uh, oh... They entered into a great time of trouble. But Jesus prayed on that night so much so that sweat drops of blood began to fall from his brow. As he said these immortal words, Lord, nevertheless, not my will 
but thy will be done. Oh, Jesus stood on the rock of his salvation. Because after he laid his burdens down, he left it there. He got up and he was accused of crimes that he didn't commit. But he stood on the rock of his salvation. They tried him with crimes that he couldn't commit. They said guilty. They said crucify him. They said crucify him. Put a crown of thorn on his head. Oh, beat him and mocked him and scorned him. Put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. But I'm so glad that God was his rock as he carried that cross to a hill called Galgot. They nailed him to that cross, raised him up between two thieves. Well, I'm so glad that God was his salvation. Oh, but he stood on that cross, nailed there. He could have called 10,000 angels, but he gave up the ghost. And he gave up that ghost, and they took him off that cross. He died. I said he died for your sins and my sins. He died. And God was his rock. Even when he was dead, he stood on the rock. Because the Bible says that on the third day, I said on the third day, I said on the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. I said he got up with all power in his hands. Oh, he stood on the rock so that I could stand on the rock today. He stood on the rock and saved my soul. But that's not all. He didn't only save my soul. He's my salvation today. He's my salvation from all the trials that the devil puts on me. He's my salvation from all the Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. 
We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.